0: Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you a fan of Making Lemonade, Qui-Gon's Happy Hour, or just my work in general? Well, due to the current world crisis, health crisis, we are, we here at the Lemonade Podcast Network have hit a wall as far as our sponsors and regular revenue streams go, and we thought it's time to push our Patreon. If you go to patron, patreon.com. Forward slash the Lemonade Network and become a patron, you will get access to not only a patron exclusive podcast feed with all our Star Wars after shows, movie commentaries, and the whole first season of my podcast, Baking Oranges, where I talk with my friend and yours, Steve, about pop culture and the world around us. But you will also get 15% off all products in my online store. Um, year-round and access to a patron-only Discord community where you can talk about the latest episodes, pop culture, and much more with our Lemonade Network community. Now, for those of you out there who are also in financial hardship right now, this is not for you. I want you all to know that we, we will still have free podcasting content. Year round, every single week we're going to have new episodes of Making Lemonade and Quiagons Happy Hour every other week as well. So don't fret. However, if you are not in financial hardship and you could spare some <laughs> some cash um, and would like to help out and are are a fan of everything we do here at the Lemonade Network, please head over to Patreon.com forward slash the Lemonade Network and become a Patreon a patron today. Stay weird. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest this week. Yes, he's my friend and yours. If you've been paying attention to my Instagram, you might've met my friend, the angry boy. And this time he's not feuding with anybody. No, 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 no. He's angry at the world. He's feuding with the current climate. Come on in, angry boy. Come on in. He's angry, ladies and gentlemen. Let's 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 have a listen. How's it going, mate? What's going on? I'm here. You look you look very usual. You look mad, yeah. I'm so mad. Mm. I can't. What are you mad about? (sighs) I can't even explain it to you, (sighs) Jordanus. This. Have you seen? Have you seen this? Have you seen what's Yes. What's happening in this world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen? The whole... The world's gone mad. Yeah. It's yeah. gone mad, man. Yeah, they have. They don't care. They don't care about the lives of... Of innocent... Innocent people. I mean, so... Th- the last time we heard from you... You you were feuding with Rui over... You know, the recaster draft thing. And he was talking smack. You were talking smack. Look, uh, It was going back and forth. You were you know you guys you guys Mm. weren't getting along i mean what what do you what have you got to say about that are you you know Mm. you lost we lost um to to matt matt uh, mumble what have you got to say to Rui and 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 about everything with Rui? like Mm. are you still angry at him or yes yes i'm 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 i don't i don't i don't don't care about Rui anymore yeah i lost i lost fair and square Mm. i lost to matt mumble (laughs) it's honorable there's, there's, more important. There's bigger things to worry about now. I suppose there is, yeah. There's bigger. These police, man. There's, there's people out there who just, they're just focusing on these rights. I don't. They, they care about people, people getting hurt mm. in protests and rights and rights are the, the exception. Jordan, do you understand? Jordan, they're they're the exception. When people get hurt like this, it's the exception to the rule. The protests yeah. are peaceful. Yeah, people definitely. People are trying to help, but they're they're so okay with with the, they don't want police to die they don't want they don't want regular people to die but as soon as as soon as someone is is killed for the color of their skin it's it's madness. just it's madness it's it's mm. i mean i, I know I, I know i'm mad i know I, I know i'm unhinged i know i know i know i'm not i know i'm not normally normally like uh, you know i'm not normal as they say but well, what's but the, the, normal you know i need to do, we need to do something about this we need well, we do yeah we need we need help we need to help them. I mean, like, if you had, if you if you had a broken fence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the posts was broken. Think about this: you got you got a wooden fence, and one of the mm-hmm. posts was broken. You would just replace the whole fence. You wouldn't say that your neighbor's fence needs to get fixed first, do you? Because you wouldn't you wouldn't fix the rest of the fence first before you fixed fixed the broken piece. Oh, I all agree. All the rats and, and and the dogs and the cats are coming through it. Yeah, yeah. Do you get definitely. me? Yeah, I, just, I, do. I The madness. People are just letting the media do their thinking for them. Yeah, they, they well, I mean, they are, and and this is why I wanted to have you on here to to, to discuss this. You were texting me earlier, saying that yeah, we've yeah. got to do something about it. And you heard the the podcast last week, and you, and you and you wanted to do something about it. You wanted to come on here and say something and use this platform. I mean, what else? What are you thinking? Hit them with change. Got to hit them with okay. Hit them with change. We're gonna we're gonna we gonna we're, to, we're, to, we're to show people. We gotta we gotta make a change. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Gonna hit them hit him with the lemon squash just yeah, I just wanna <laughs> yeah I just wanna they got to watch themselves cause I will hit him with the lemon squash yeah man. yeah yeah definitely the lemonade twist just yeah just exactly like, 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 like the making, podcast. Like, making lemonade yeah 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 it's it's <sighs> it's got me mad I'm just I understand I'm losing it here man I, I just it, I can't I, I don't I don't know why people don't understand they're just it's keeping me up at night it's yeah, I know, and I suppose I mean I want to know what what do you want to say to anyone who wants to compete with you about compete- this and, and, and take you want to mess with me? You want to mess with me? You want to me? mess with me, ladies and gentlemen? I will I will hit you with the lemon squash. I'll break you with the lemon twist. I will. I'm gonna. I will just. I want to hurt them, man. You're not the only one. And when the angry boy comes looking for you, watch yourself, ladies and gentlemen, because the angry boy is coming because I'm the champion at life and making a change would just be Extra. Well. Hoo! There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The angry boy. He He's... Oh. oh, okay. He's gone. He's just left. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The angry boy is mad. And he's out to make a change. All lives will not matter until Black Lives Matter. Oh, he just, he just left. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade we have created and we make throughout our hour. Live. Yes, this week we have a very special guest, um Brad Aiden. He is one of the writers of book Super Ready Battle Armour. And what's that got to do with making lemonade? How, how is he connected? Well he's connected via you may remember my friend and yours, Kieran Jack, coming on to the episode. Kieran runs a publishing company called Halftone Productions, and Brad Aiden is on well, Super Ready Battle Armor, is on the Halftone Productions label, so Kieran hit me up, and said, look Brad's doing a Kickstarter, do you want him to come over? He hooked me up, and we had one of the best episodes I've ever had, but ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get into the vlog portion of this episode so that we can get into it. 嗯 everything I love and, and, and share all this great creativity and all these great artists and illustrators and, and, and creatives that I've come across in my life and you know it's just it's been such a roller coaster, it's been such a I know, I know that sounds that sounds so cliche and like a trope and like I'm writing a speech here but it, it really has, it's been a great ride and I'm just so excited that we're almost at episode 100. I set out to do 100 episodes. That was my plan. I set out to do 100 episodes when I started this. And when I started this podcast, I was, I was living out of my parents' home. I was still living at home. I was just doing this podcast for the first few episodes. I decided to a solo with it as well. They so were basically news episodes. We go back to episode like... Four and five. Um they were basically where I just sat down and I had some news and I just tested out all the different formats of this and the current format didn't really come until episode thirty and it's been evolving ever since. I mean the vlog format this vlog format here is maybe twenty episodes old, I think. Um because and, and there was episodes where I just sit in front of the camera and and the microphone and just talk so much shit and it was just a, it was just me testing out to see what what worked and what didn't and this has been perfect. I mean I've become a better listener, I've become a better conversationalist. I've done this ninety three times. Um, I was always a good talker, but I was never a great listener. And this podcast has taught me how to be a better listener and therefore a better conversationalist and therefore a more interesting person to talk to. And that's, that's something in its own. That's something powerful that I just can't, can't not talk about because it's come from here. I mean, the lemonade stand itself, the whole business, the whole branding, the idea to make my convention table a lemonade stand Happy hour. Making oranges with Steve. Steve really has come into his own. His conversation style is slowly getting better at at podcasting. And, and the more we do this, the more interested he's going to become. The more interested he is becoming. It's just, it's just. I can't. I can't believe how far we've come with this podcast. I mean look at some of the people we've had on and like I said I, I set out to do 100 episodes sure, to see if I could do 100 episodes sure. and the idea was once I hit episode 100 um, I was going to reevaluate where, whether I wanted to continue to do making and ladies and gentlemen trust me I'm only 7 I know I'm 7 episodes away from 100 but at this point in time as of June 2020 I am I am more than excited to continue with training This is my baby, this is my
1: this is
0: this is my, my thing and then what a great platform to speak about and, and bring my friends on to and bring so much value to This week, I have been just working on some jobs here and there, um, some just client work really. This week, um, I am—if you my Instagram—I am working on a Rey Mysterio poster, which is cool. I'm watching a lot about him, um, and it was a quick and easy one. It was, you know, in my head for a few weeks, so I just wanted to get it out. I also released uh, my Luke Skywalker as a Cowboy the Star Wars Western series just wanted to share with you guys, before we move on to the episode, um, this week, I put together um, a few bits and pieces for the About section, just, just some fun stuff in my About section on my website, and I wanted to share with you um, the, the Lemonade Stand mission statement, because I think it's the Making Lemonade mission statement as well, but, look, our mission statement is, make art today to change tomorrow. And I only came up with that a few episodes ago, a few weeks back, we were doing uh, episode 91, I believe it was, episode it was episode 91, about, uh, you know, making your art be something. and I thought, make art today to change tomorrow is the perfect statement I've ever come up with in my life, as far as my career. Say here at the lemonade stand, we try to make art with the lemons that life gives us. When we set out to make good art today, we are making a change in tomorrow by bringing more creations in a world full of destroyers and critics. Those who set out to serve only themselves will only receive the value they put we'll the value. Give more value than you take and receive, and you will receive the same back. Excellent as well, <laughs> and you will receive the same back. The lemonade stand is a bootstrap and belt buckle in world heavyweight, environmentally friendly, triton wielding, creative company. We are named after historic after the historic lemonade stand. I am so proud of that mission, space, and that's exactly why I wanted to share it with you guys. I thought it was a perfect place to get the vlog for the day. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get into episode 93 with Brad Hayden, creator of Super Ready Battle Armor. What a great episode we have! Shared some information that he didn't need to share, and it was beautiful. And I really appreciate you, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. It was great to finally meet you as well. Thank you, Kieran, for picking this up. Let's get into the episode, guys. Hello, everybody out there. How are we? And welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade. Wow! Oh, our guest has just joined us. Fantastic. We'll do the intro and then we'll then we'll patch him in. So let me just patch myself. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? Hello, everybody watching. Um, welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. This week, as you've probably already seen on the on the screen there, we have Brad. Adan, I hope, I hope I'm hope i saying that right. I'm sure he'll correct me if I get it wrong. Um, he is the creator of Super Ready Battle Armor um, on the Halftone Productions um, line of comic books. And um, we're here, whoop, there goes my alarm. We're here to talk about um, his comic and his Kickstarter. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you, Brad, here he is. There he hey, is. Aha, we have him.
2: You were pretty close as well with my with my name.
0: (laughs) How do you pronounce it? Aiden. Mm.
2: So yeah, I should have known that. I mean, technically, the Spanish lineage. Yeah, it would be Adan, but yeah.
0: Ah, so the Spanish lineage is it? That was going to be my next question. Nice, welcome, man. How you doing? How's things? Good,
2: good. How about yourself?
0: Yeah. Yeah, good, good. This is the first time we've actually met—met um, met each other. So we're we're just um, should just do some introductions. So, um, talk to me about. I want to. We'll just get straight into it. Talk to me about. Um, you know what? What is Super Ready Battle Armor? What, what is it? So give me the a, the I pitch. Mean,
2: it's basically a superhero story about a group of young individuals, um, one of which can bring people back from the dead
0: ah fantastic mm. Mm. okay um, that's interesting
2: obviously there is a lot more in um going on in the surrounds like it is heavily based on manga and anime, um more so than western comics because that's yes. where my passion lies um
0: there it is right there
2: that's it yep. what did
0: you what did you think um, so I only, I'm, I'm a father, so I only got a chance to read the first issue, but <laughs> I was definitely, um, I was definitely intru- I'm lucky to read a page of a book these days, so yeah, um, I was definitely very, very impressed. I mean, obviously, um, I'm not a big manga fan. I, I've read a, a bit o- over my time, but um, yeah, really <laughs> intrigued. Like once I got to the end of the book, I won't show too much of the book here because obviously you want people to buy it and read it but this first this opening man really intrigued me because is this was this um as far as the story goes is this jumping forward is that the idea of yeah Yeah. i thought so yeah so so that really that really hooked me in
2: the my my biggest uh learning curve with this whole experience was this is my second time around at doing this comic Um, i did actually do a pilot version uh, with a friend of mine we did four issues together. Um, I got a lot of constructive feedback, and that's partially the reason why the issue one that you read uh, actually starts with that scene,
1: mm. because
2: people okay. are impatient and didn't want to have to wait to see the battle armor in like uh. issue seven or eight down the track.
0: Yeah. Well, look, man, it's a good, it's a good hook. Like it gives yeah. you that kind of starting it kind of reminded me a little bit of um pacific grim how they i mean i suppose they didn't start at the end but they started with that action scene and that um just that hook at the start of the 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 story to really really get your attention
2: yeah man like a lot of different properties uh do utilize the hook it was something that i was not as familiar with that i am now and every single Mm. property that i watch now it's the first thing i notice.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, I mean, I've written stories like that too before as well. I have plenty of stories where you start in the center of the story or towards the end of the story, and yeah, it's a good way to draw back to um, as far as the story goes. I suppose creatively, it's a great way to draw back to you know what you want to see. What you're like you said, you're, you're putting the battle armor in there. You're literally putting the the namesake right at the start of the story and 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 getting getting the the audience's attention really. Um, really riled up so that they continue on like okay so how did we get to this point and that I think that it's a time tested trope and it's just the, yeah. one of the best ways to start a story for sure
2: I mean okay. us humans are very easily distracted yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah so whatever we can do to utilize um, that distraction method and get it people's engagement into our properties we have to utilize it at- yeah any cost
0: yeah and that's something we can you know i, I want the audience is by telling the story And if you're telling a content story or something like that maybe you're making a video maybe you're making a comic book really give something give something away you don't have to give the whole thing away at the start but if you give something away at the start of your um, story your video whatever it is you're creating you are going to get it's, it seems it seems like you're um, pandering and and to the extent you probably could argue that you are but it is it is essentially a marketing um strategy yeah. I it, mean, it pretty much is
2: it's all well and good like the the saying don't judge a book by its cover but everybody does especially mm. when it comes to books
0: <laughs> yeah. 100% yeah yeah so. exactly and it's it's i mean books are, they wouldn't spend so much time on the book cover and money on a book cover yeah if it didn't actually mean something. So that that's the, that's the prime market. That's the movie poster. The book cover is the movie poster. It's the movie trailer. It's it's everything. Um, that should be the most important part. And that's why I think I get why people, when they read a comic and they see a certain cover, they go, oh, that cover's amazing. And then the style in the comic isn't what they, you know, yeah. when you get a variant <laughs> cover and they think that it's going to be a Jim Lee book and then they get into the book and they go, oh, I get why people do that, but yeah. you've also got to kind of understand that that's what they do. So, And I mean, like, yeah.
2: the the first thing I notice when I'm doing the convention circuit is you get the, the cover is your hook and then the initial um, thing wears off and you can see it in people's faces. They'll pick up the book and then they'll start flicking through and then the art is what ga- uh, grabs them the next. So it almost comes it's like...
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like three.
2: Yeah, then yeah, you get three different hooks.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much, and you get need to get mm. those those hooks going. Yeah, I completely understand that, and that's and, I mean, we speak about creativity here, but that's definitely something uh, part of your process that you should be thinking about um, when you're when you're making something is what are your hooks? What are the things that, and it's it's something as simple as just thinking like, what would make me want to read this. Like you don't even have to think about your your broader audience because once you do that, you might as well go to be put in an asylum or a psych ward because you're just gonna be trying to make everybody happy. But as soon as you when you're when you're making something, what are three hooks that would make you wanna read it? And it's that simple. Yeah. You do what what would make me want to what cover would make me want to read this what opening to this book would make me want to read this and then what ending even for the first book is, what is going to make me yes. want to read this and and I can say super ready battle armor number 1 all three of them got me and I was like okay I mean I'm I'm definitely going to continue reading this and that's exactly <laughs> what you need man number yeah. 1 is going to be the most important issue that's for sure yeah. because no one wants to start at number 4 so they're going to want to start at number 1 and if number 1 is strong then you know, you've got you've got your audience for sure. Um, I want to ask you, where did the concept of the city of Utopia come from? So obviously, a fictional fictional universe.
2: Yeah. Um, basically, I wanted a perfect city on paper, and one that was nowhere near close to as functioning as it was portraying to the people. Mm. Um, So, it is a very classist based um, city, like most are. Um, We don't get too far into that uh, in the beginning, just setting Mm. up all the characters and and things like that. But um, I guess I kind of, it is loosely based on Melbourne and its surrounding suburbs. Okay. But I, but it is. It also has a lot of um, Oriental type uh, influences, like kind of what like what uh, Big Hero Six did with San Francisco, where it was San Francisco and Tokyo smashed together, Mm. and you got that really unique uh, meshing of styles. Mm. So from the. Art, art style wise it's very focused on that type of melbourne mixed with japanese elements and from your uh, psychology political that's what i was after yeah. um standpoint it is very much the promised utopia where nothing is quite as it seems and it's actually kind of a shit place to live.
0: Yeah. So the the Utopia is more of a uh sarcastic name rather than yeah,
2: a bit of a misnomer. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very cool. I like the um I like the idea of taking two things that already exist and putting them together. Um that's a big thing I'm huge on <laughs> right now is taking two specific things, putting them together and creating something new. Um yeah, that's a that's a great um I noticed that it, it seemed to have a bit of a um bit of a not so great place to live feel to it um and i mean you gang know warfare. yeah yeah it's kind of like the how they say in the matrix how they tried to give them a utopia and the human psyche just couldn't that's it. couldn't it, it, deal with it, with it. <laughs> yeah 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 so we need it they need it to be interesting that's that's and i mean i suppose and that's setting up your your characters for you know constant challenges like you know the first first issue you had um some gang related stuff going on and and you could see that that was leading i mean i had a i had this feeling that it was you know loosely based on the hero's journey in that our main hero is he he's becoming the super ready battle armor. Is that correct? He's, he's not there yet. Or has he been it before I had this, I had this strange feeling like he'd been it before.
2: No, no. So it it is all origin stories. Um, Mm. So the super ready battle armor character won't kind of eventuate until probably in the armor, uh, probably a little bit down the track. Okay. Um, they will start to develop their abilities and things probably starting from it It's hard because I'm juggling <laughs> multiple different abilities now as well. So Yeah. It- instead of it being a main character as well in this, it is more of a main cast, similar to like Game yeah. of Thrones and things like that. Mm. Um and the The first sort of main cast that you are exposed to is Ba and the Iron Weights and all of that. Yeah. The at the very beginning of the story, the only character that has had any interactions with anything remotely hero work is Infector, who is barely in the first issue at all. Mm. Mm. Um. Which was a bit of an interesting um departure from the original run as well
0: yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah.
2: But to answer your question no uh he hasn't been the battle armor before
0: okay right yeah. right so okay i guess my next question is why did you why manga is this is this all the work you're gonna do like this or is this a one-off style i I mean uh why did what got you into manga what got you to this point where you're drawing you know a manga comic
2: book well i can't draw to save my life so i do all (laughs) uh, i i outsource all of the the artwork but um honestly man like i fell head over heels in love with anime and manga um that Saturday morning cartoons, um, like Toaster TV, all of those sort of broadcasts, where it was like Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, all of that sort of stuff. Um, I, I love the way of their storytelling, where hmm. it, it feels like, even though they do have the big publishing companies like Shonen Jump and all those sort of things there, each individual story feels a bit more indie than what the, the yeah. Marvel DC stuff does. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think it just resonated a little bit better with me. It, it, it's not always super serious. Um, it does have those wacky elements, even some other elements that aren't uh, quite uh, socially acceptable all the time <laughs> with its mm. fan service and whatever else.
1: Yeah, Which I know yeah.
2: I know does turn people off, but I mean there are some amazing stories to be told um, and listened to in that medium.
0: Yeah, there's definitely um, a a lot of amazing stories being told in that medium for sure. Oh yeah, and for uh, 30, 40 years now that people haven't even realised. Yeah, <laughs> it's been it's been around for a long time, oh, yeah. just quietly just succeeding. <clears throat>
2: That's yeah, I mean Astro Boy is one of the biggest names in anime and manga and like everyone mm. knows what Astro Boy is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, you know Dragon Ball Z and and all that kind of stuff it's it's one of those mediums that also translates so well to animation that it's almost identical to the style yeah. that it is in manga whereas if you did you know you've seen Spider-Man cartoons and Spider-Man comic there's no trend the translation isn't as identical as it is in the anime world and it's been those guys over there yeah. in japan have been as far as animation goes they have been pushing the envelope for the past you know 30 40 years yeah. and and really changing the game in animation you look at things like um damn what was the vampire show they just did on netflix um that's the one that is phenomenal yeah. and a I heard those guys are doing the new He-Man show. Like really? that stuff is just Yeah. They're they're working on Kev Smith's um He-Man show and like that's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be I've heard I've heard a few of his podcasts where he's talking about the animatics, what? and it is gonna look phenomenal. Like this is the first I've heard the, about this. yeah, yeah. So Kev got a He-Man show recently, and yeah, the Castlevania guys have been Holy working for about shit. six months now. Yeah. That so is amazing. Yeah. And, ne- and it'll be on Netflix as well. So, you know, nice. you'll be able to get it the day it comes out. So I'm super, I'm not normally, I'm an animation guy and don't get me wrong. Like I love watching animation and, and a little bit of anime here and there, but that's one that I'm just super yeah. pumped for just because of the team that's on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those mediums that really you can't, you can't talk about creativity and animation and comic books without talking about it because it's, it is the indie scene. It, it is, its own, I mean, it's huge in Japan. And yeah. over in the Western world, we're like, oh yeah, it's India or whatever. But in Japan, it's just like number one. It's it's bigger than Western comic books, arguably I mean, it, it, in it, it Asia. Is, it is mm. their,
2: their, um, their big flagship being mm. to Marvel DC anime, in a broad sense, is what they have over there. Like there's, yeah. it, it's more unified
0: yeah yeah definitely a hundred percent is there's there's less stylistic changes like you would find in the western world where every cartoon looks different and you got disney style and you got this style and that style and marvel style and all that kind of stuff um so okay next question where did that name where did the name come from where (laughs) did you get super ready battle armor from it's it's a mouthful that's for sure it
2: is it is um in hindsight I probably wouldn't have chosen that name only because of <laughs> yeah. marketability.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, um, <clears throat> but it's too late now and I love it. So it's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, so the, oh, it's probably going back maybe 15 years now. Um, mm. There's a anime called Fooly Cooly, which was done by Studio Gainex. um they've they've done a they always do really wacky sort of um animations fully coolie is only like a six episode um run and it is by far one of the most amazingly animated projects that i've ever seen it is so convoluted (laughs) um but at its core it's a it's a coming of age story, and if you just watch the surface level, you just go in and just be all like, "What the hell did I just watch?" Yeah. Um, and there's one particular scene where one of one of the robots uh, eats a human and then fires him out like a cannon shot, only for it to be returned back into the robot and then pooed out like a Hershey swirl. <laughs> that oh, particular okay. scene <laughs> is uh <laughs> where the whole concept sort of originated from um both okay. the the battle armor um in and of itself and it originally started as a joke in some uh one of my mates garages where we literally just put a motorcycle helmet on a friend and then a bunch of boxes mm. and he became the first prototype for the Super Pretty Battle Armour <laughs> And it, it was just so it would be some weird um title like fully cooly was. Yeah. And yeah, it's just uh, uh, too many adjectives, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like um it's like the Dragon Ball Z the Super Saiyan God Saiyan Super Saiyan 3. <laughs> yeah blue it's ridiculous like it's always super ultra saying whatever like super and ultra and incredible and awesome like they're always (laughs) when i read it i was like i bet you he's taking that concept i was like i bet when he because super ready battle armor was just so on the nose i was like he's definitely (laughs) taking like that goofy japanese concept great idea man i love I mean, so why why this story? Why did you feel like this was the story you wanted to tell? I mean, is this your first um, comics that you've you've put together that you've written?
2: Yeah. So yeah. I've done a couple, a bit of work for other people, and I'm just branching out into lettering for other people's comics now. Mm. Um, but I mean, primarily this is my baby. Um, it is the story that I. That I need to tell. Um, yep. A lot of it comes from my past experiences with an absolute fear of death because of a heart condition that I got when I was in kindergarten. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so I've been in and out of hospitals constantly for, I forgot how old I was for a second, uh, <laughs> 22 years now. <laughs>
0: it. Yeah, yeah so wow.
2: like I got my first pacemaker when I was at 7. Um I've been pretty close to that uh that finale um a couple of times where mm. my heart's just decided it didn't want to play ball anymore. Wow. Um and personally I don't remember anything past like cuz there's been a couple of times where I have technically died. Um, and yeah, that, that nothingness scared the absolute hell out of me. So I kind of created, uh, I mean, for lack of a better term, a superhero that I would want to be, so at mm. its infancy, um, Infecta was a self-insert character. Um, he is now completely changed. Apart from his power set being able to bring people back from the either the brink or from the dead, um, mm. and yeah, like it's it is a mirror into my fears essentially.
0: Wow, <laughs> let's. I want to. I want to sit with that for a second. Can you? Can you? If if you feel confident enough um you know to share can you share one of those experiences you've had with you know technically dying <clears throat> what, what was the experience like i want i'm i'm um, very curious.
2: it's basically it felt like falling asleep shit okay. and in to the point where like Actually, have you ever gone under anesthetic?
0: No, no, I haven't. I'm, I've been lucky to, I yeah. still have all the same bones and um, I'm, I got cut a lot when I was a kid, but that's about it. Like,
2: Well, there goes my I point mean, of reference. <laughs> um, I yeah. mean, I've been
0: really, 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 really tired before. That's <laughs> have you been knocked out? <laughs> Uh Uh, yes yeah to an extent yeah
2: yeah it's kind of like that like
0: I've fainted before yeah and stuff like that yeah
2: it's it's like one minute your consciousness is there and then the next second it's just nothing and you you don't dream there was nothing else it was just lights off wow and then um you come back and for you there's there's no passage of time in between it's just lights off lights on mm. and like without getting super spiritually and stuff like maybe that is the design we're not meant to remember anything if there is anything past that but yeah man it's get the absolute shit out of me when i was young
0: yeah it would do especially when you're young <laughs> like that's it that's a that's, a, that's not only a physical trauma; that's it's a psychological trauma because you essentially woke up from your own demise. <laughs> like yeah. you woke up, and then you were you were unconscious of it, and then you were conscious of the fact that you had, you know, just pretty much passed away and, and survived it.
2: The the crazy. other times are controlled environments when they're setting up the pacemaker and stuff like they'll stop your heart and mm. then start it back up again, which. It is terrifying uh, in outside of people who have a medical degree.
0: Like mm. that's just
2: this terrifying thought.
0: Yeah, it's a terrifying concept. Like that's, cool. the, you, that's the, you, the power yeah. core. Like right? that's yeah. The... Like
2: you can functionally make me dead for a few seconds and then start me back up again. That's like nuts. yeah. We are just complex meat machines.
0: Yeah how do, how do they do that without shutting everything off? Like without just shutting it all down and and and
2: my understanding which is quite limited Mm. um is that yeah they they apply a a small shock to the heart and then Mm. shock it back when they're ready for it to begin beating i guess i i really should uh ask them a bit more
0: information
2: of what they're doing to me
0: (laughs) yeah i mean that's just that's so intriguing to me that I mean, my, I grew up with a mother who was in the medical profession, but she wasn't a surgeon she's just a nurse. Yeah. But that's intriguing to me that uh, my first thought is just like, how is the brain getting blood? How is the, therefore, well, then the brain. I mean, you, you do me.
2: have a few minutes before your brain right. fully starts to, um, yeah. I think it's like three minutes. Wow. Um, before, yes, yeah, really not that long. I got to be real um, quick,
0: dump it in oh, there. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Get it back on. Fire I out. think
2: that's, yeah, before you start to um, get brain damage. But again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know any <laughs> of this.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to. I just wanted to sit with that yeah. for a moment. That's yeah, yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts to have to deal with when you're younger. And then you know, I can completely understand why you'd want to create a character that would have something to defeat that you know fear to, to stop that fear. And I suppose the way you've explained it is the way that it was explained to me is basically oblivion. So I might have to go and talk to my psychologist because <laughs> 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 that scares the crap out of me. I've been trying to find something that isn't oblivion, but- I'm the- with that one. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, on a on a lighter note, I'll um, we'll move on to talking about the Kickstarter. So you've You've just released. Really, you've released episode, uh, issue one and two, and you've just released issue three for the Kickstarter. Yep. Um, how have you found the Kickstarter process so far?
2: Man, it has been a wild ride. So yeah. this is my uh, fourth Kickstarter. Mm. Um, so issue one was a slog and a half. We got funded within the last five minutes. Wow. Um, yeah, I was at I think it was Oz Comic Con. And I was mainly there hustling the Kickstarter than actually selling my physical books on that day, which was Mm -hmm. really weird sort of concept, Um, but it worked. So that worked out in our favor. Um, And then we tried something um, with the second Kickstarter for issue two. Um, We decided to try and do like almost a Christmas campaign. Didn't work at all.
0: Oh, no.
2: Um, and then we relaunched again a bit later. I think it was in April. And oh, okay. yeah, just for some reason, just couldn't get any traction on issue two. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it did take a little bit longer um, and because of having to self-fund it. Um, but so far, like issue three now is... By far the most successful Kickstarter that we're doing to date, um, in terms of growth. And yeah, apart from that, man, it's it's stressful. <laughs> yeah, <of laughs> like it, it, it is fun, um, and it is a very interesting experience. But yeah, man, it is one hundred percent one stressful beast.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh... I've been meaning to kickstart art books and all that kind of stuff, sketchbooks and stuff, and I think there's just part of me that's putting it off because of the the stories I've heard and the the you know, not even thinking I have the time for it. But I mean, look, the beauty of it is that there's no gatekeepers, and that's what I was True. talking about with Kieran last time he was on here as well. Is that it's gatekeeper free, and the less gatekeepers, the better. Let's be honest. Um, and so I mean, that means that things like this take a little bit more time. And like you said, you just couldn't get the traction on issue two. But once you came back around with issue three, you know, those problems started to solve themselves. And you've just got to really, one thing we talk about a lot on here is just turning up. Just keep turning up every single day. Like turning up, wait for the the creative muse. Creative muse isn't just going to find you wherever you are. You have to turn up every single day and write and draw and do whatever it is you're doing create whatever it is you're creating every single day and like you said if you just continue to turn up even if you have those failures even if you have those times where you're like Shit, you know this isn't going to work maybe maybe i mean i'm sure once you once you had that second kickstarter you were filled with you had all these doubts about about your work and stuff and oh, i know yeah. i have a lot of every time i post something on instagram i have a doubt let alone when I try to kickstart something or something like that and you really just need to turn up and you need to tell that self-doubt to you know for lack of a better term fuck off yeah, pretty and, much and just keep turning up and like you said you turned up for kickstarter the the third one and and you're well ahead of what you thought you would be and that's yeah. you know that, that if, i mean question how has failure helped you got better at your work
2: it's definitely uh like you said there was a lot of self-doubt um i went over everything with fine-tooth comb magnifying glass just inspected everything um i mean i was kind of hypercritical of my work before so i was super hypercritical saying god critical of my work now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like my my favorite thing to do with um, crafting stories and world building is being my biggest critic and mm. just finding the plot holes and patching them up with in creative ways or noticing that I've accidentally set up a, a really good uh, plot hole filler over here and it just magically fills the hole that's over here, which is amazing. Um, because that makes you feel like you did it on purpose, just subconsciously,
1: yeah.
2: mm. um, which is a bit of a confidence boost, I will admit, yeah, um, but I mean, this like this Kickstarter this time around, I think I've gotten a lot more outside of my head. so the the first three kickstarters I was hyper focused on them watching the their progress every second of every day and man it's exhausting um i would (laughs) not recommend doing that at all Mm. especially if your campaign ends up failing you just feel like garbage Mm. um so from that side of things i have definitely learned to step back and remove myself emotionally a bit more from it which I would recommend doing if you uh, are going to start your Kickstarter. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it is even though you're self-publishing and um, you're campaigning and asking people for money, it at the end of the day, it's a business. You, yeah. And that's how you've got to treat it.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you do, you do need to treat it like a business. And you need to, you know understand that the most important part as well is if it is failing at least you did it that's at the it. very least you took a step further than most people would have in actually giving it a go
2: that's
0: it and I completely understand what you mean about checking every day everything like I've done that with social media and boy is it exhausting I've, I've had to get to a point where personally I just have to look at my social media once a day and that's it. Yeah. Emails once a day, otherwise you just, yeah. <laughs> it's painful. Yeah. It's very, very painful and sore and it hurts your head. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I completely understand that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you have any other stories to tell? Are there any other stories that you're working on or like what's what's after this, I suppose? I know that's well into the future, but i Yeah.
2: I'm... <clears throat> um yeah look there are a few um other stories that i have in the works um because of my heart condition i actually suffer from um depression as well because my heart just doesn't pump blood good Mm. (laughs) it's just the end of the story um so there is a more supernatural um story that i want to tell in like the vein of depression and anxiety and things like that um there's a few projects that I I want to work on with uh other people where okay. it's their baby but I do the the writing aspects on it for them because right. okay. there's a lot less stress there.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <Yeah>. I, um
2: <laughs> it's something get... I notice when I'm doing lettering for other people. Yeah, like I don't have to it, what would take uh me um, say, half an hour to do on my comic, I can get through twice as much on someone else's comic.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Understandable. Yeah, that's fair enough. And I suppose you're bringing in the expertise of writing into someone else's, you know, creation and perhaps, <laughs> a col- I mean, collaborating is one of the best things you can do is you get that, that especially when writing, you get that um, different understanding different aspect and i have some stuff i'm collaborating with people on as far as writing goes um and it's just such a different experience to sitting there on your own thinking about it because the ideas that come you think you might have the greatest idea you'll write it down <laughs> hand it to the next person and they go what the fuck is that <laughs> no that that character wouldn't do that why would you why would you do yeah. that <laughs> and then you go, Oh well, I thought I was on a good track. No, 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 no. How about this? And they give you the best thing you've ever heard. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. And, and, it's then
1: just,
2: can, and then you you work off that, and then you can kind of tweak what you initially came up with or rework it in a different way. And I mean, collaborating yeah. is the best.
0: Yeah, especially when you have a plethora of character. Like the thing, one of the things I've been working on quite some time with my brother-in-law is that, is a big, magnificent seven-esque sci-fi thing, and um with that many characters he seems to understand some of the characters more than i do and vice versa so when we come together we get a very whole holistic understanding of the characters that are there whereas if just one of us one of us were working on it maybe these three characters wouldn't get as much screen time or as much you know story time as they would because the other person understands those characters more so it it actually it needed that, otherwise it wouldn't be as, as strong and as full as it is. But, I mean, the next question, the the, the final question before we get into some rapid-fire uh, questions that I ask all of our guests, um, how has your been, year been? How has, personally, how has it <laughs> been? Because it's been a weird year. And, you know, oh, we yeah. Keep-
2: <laughs> it has been interesting, to say the least. Um, mm. So... On top of all my health issues, uh, my partner, she got diagnosed with breast cancer um, late last year. So we've been going into COVID, um, both of us immunocompromised, basically. Um, so we've been quarantined, locked down super hard, um, only just kind of getting released now-ish. Yeah, Um now that her chemo is finished up and her immune system's kind of coming back up and I've actually just only got the phone call to come back to work, um, just the other day. So I'll be starting up again. And, Mm. um, I mean, I won't make this too much of a bummer, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been rough start of the year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's been difficult. I, I, wow. I'm I'm glad she's, you know, doing doing yeah, better. Man, she's doing and, awesome. And you know, you're going back to work and so on. I mean, have you have you been working from home or you've just been you know? Uh,
2: I uh, no, I actually had only been at my job for eight months, so um, I didn't I didn't get to go on the job keeper.
0: Yeah, me too.
2: <laughs> um, and I mean, I work at a an RSL club, so there's not really much to be done from home.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
2: Um, I was trying to do as, it was funny, like, the first two weeks, man, I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to, like, get into shape, do exercise every day, it lasted for two weeks.
0: Mm. That was it. Um,
1: (laughs)
2: My computer shit itself, so, I mean, I had nothing to, kind of, do lettering and stuff with, Um, I'm actually using my mom's computer, um,
0: which
2: only just gets the job done, (laughs) Um, like, it, it takes a while to let a comics on this thing.
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: But yeah,
2: like we keep on keeping on. That's what we do. But yeah, it's it. I'm, I'm happy for 2020 to kind of ease up on the throttle just a little bit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just get back to some semblance, as Kieran said, the the, the new normal, and yeah. just get used to what what things are going to be like from now on. It's been. It's definitely been difficult, and we haven't had things like the movies and conventions and stuff to go to to kind of escape yeah. to. And so, I mean, um,
2: on the other hand, I've gotten through a lot of backlog on video games. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, you got through. At least you got through something. Like that's it. The I mean, linings. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. So, but I mean, it's perfect. It's we're in this um, cocoon, this chrysalis, almost. of of for creatives to you know everyone for the first time probably ever in history the creative community in the world is all at the same point Hmm. everyone no matter where you are on the totem pole everyone is stuck at home and they can only do what they can do from home like yeah so we've all been it's going to be some sort of creative renaissance next year there's going to be some crazy music and television and movies and everything that comes out next year because and towards the end of the year and there's going to be a lot of people who are just going to skyrocket and become overnight sensations because of the work they did this year Um, and they're going to become historic sensations because they had this time to you know recalibrate really work hard put their heads down Um, and it's you know, there's going to be a lot of people in our community that are just going to come out next year and we're going to go to conventions and be like, holy shit, you did that? Like, when did you get so good? And there's going to be yeah. artists and writers and everyone. Leveling
2: up What now? happened?
0: Yeah. What the hell? Where did you... What were you... Oh, my God. So...
2: There's one guy uh, there that's like superly, massively jacked and has like yeah. comics just everywhere. And you're like, how? How did you do both?
1: Mm.
0: It's like, yeah, over the top. The the progress images that are gonna come <laughs> out of here are gonna be phenomenal. Um, okay, let's get into some rapid fire guest questions. Oh, quickly, I had a thought before. So you know how you're saying the um super ready battle armor you had your friend in boxes. <laughs> there should yeah. are you gonna have a panel of that? That should be a panel. Yeah. Should have some sort yeah. okay, good, yeah. good. Because I want to see that as some homage as a panel as, like, their prototype or something. Like okay. So,
2: like, there, there's one character in particular that is just my insane comic relief. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, no, I don't think he was in issue one. Um, his name is Professor Insanus. Yep. He is going to be one of the focal points in uh, this issue.
0: Okay, cool.
2: And he's basically a mad scientist. So... But he's also, like, Japanese mad scientist, so it's, like, Uh, insanely wacky sort of type things. But, yeah, look forward to it. It's going to be good.
0: Cool, cool, cool. All right, man, right before I guess questions, we've got five questions here. So just think of the first thing that comes to your head. First question is, what did you think that was cool then, as in, like, when you were a kid or when you were younger, uh, but isn't cool now?
2: Power Rangers.
0: Really? I still love the Power Rangers here and there, but yeah, it is hard to get through. I mean,
2: (laughs) I like it differently than I liked it when I was a kid.
0: Like Uh, there was a
2: sense of wonderment as a kid. Yeah. And now it's, I can't take it seriously.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
2: and and knowing the, the behind the scenes stuff, like that it's a show that's been cut up to be another show is just weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is very strange. I, th- I was going to say I did notice there there was a bit of a Power Rangers vibe to that to the main characters in your book. So I was going to say are you a Power yeah. Ranger? Fan? Yeah, I yeah. feel the same about um about wrestling. I'm still a wrestling fan, but it's a very different experience now. Yeah. Now knowing kind of how it works and and the way that it works and it's yeah, it's very similar. Yeah. Okay. Question number 2. If you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask? <laughs> mm. Mm. It's a good one. It's always stumps guest. First <sighs> thing that comes to your head.
2: I mean, there was a few things that came into my head all at once. I'm like, which one's the best answer to go with? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> which one doesn't make me sound like the most of an asshole? <laughs> 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 um. I would like to know the answer to putting in little amount of effort as possible to get rich quick. <laughs> <laughs> Only so I can do the things that I want to do and help okay. people I want to help. There we go. Yeah. Now I don't sound like a greedy asshole.
0: May I suggest a <laughs> four hour work week? That might be a good place to start. Tim Ferriss,
2: four hour work week. week, did you? Yeah. yeah.
0: The four hour work week. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's all about building things to begin with so that later on you're pretty much only working two to three hours a week yeah okay um <laughs> coach number three what is the most unprofessional thing you've seen someone do like anyway in 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 our in our industry or in any other industry you've worked in
1: Man,
2: Legal. I live a boring life.
1: Nah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like rapidly going through the memory banks, and I'm coming up with nothing. Nothing. Um,
0: we had someone once say Camilo once said on here that um, someone bought followers that he saw, and he caught them out. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, there's been a few things like that.
2: Um, most unprofessional.
0: Because it kind of varies, but from person yeah. to person, like it, like what I, you think is professional might be different to what I yeah, think. Yeah, it,
2: it, it is a not to like shit on your question, but it is a bit vague in the the sense of, yeah. kind of morality. So uh, I don't know, man. Um,
0: like in your for your sense of professionalism, I suppose. <laughs> about, yeah.
2: I don't know. All all the places that I've worked at, I've, I've been a good boy and haven't really seen <laughs> seen much. Um, like yeah, I got nothing, man. I'm sorry. Nothing?
0: Oh, that's all nothing. right. No, no, it's all good. No, you that's don't boring. have to have any, You don't have to have a perfect answer for every question, so it's all good. Just things, I suppose, just things like gossiping or. Um,
2: Oh, actually, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, just underlying talking behind uh, the bar when people can be in earshot, um, Uh, and then misinterpreting, like, it wasn't necessarily like we were doing anything, but the misinterpretation was there, so... Yeah, we got absolutely ringed by a customer because she thought we were talking about her behind her back. Oh, that's um really too. which was which Ugh. was just whack. Um
0: Ugh.
2: that's probably the closest thing I can think of at the moment, man.
0: That's a bad level of narcissism as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was
2: just like we were all just stunned, like like what the fuck just happened?
0: Like we had nothing to yeah, we're not talking about you, get over yourself. Yeah. Damn. Okay, we've got yeah. two more. So Yeah,
2: but she um, she tore shreds. Yeah. Yeah.
0: People will do that. If they think they're justified, <laughs> they'll do that. Oh, yeah. oh, Hospitality,
2: God.
0: man. That's well, that's judging a book by its cover, isn't it? She's just yeah. taken something completely out of context and judged you guys and told you that she, you know, yeah. you're talking about her. Um, okay, last two questions. Um, these ones sure. are quicker. So the question is you're about to get into a fight. What song comes on as your soundtrack? But I like to kind of think of this as like. What's your entrance music?
2: So, I recently re-watched Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. And have been destroying the soundtrack. Uh, probably Start a Riot.
0: Ah, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say What's Up Danger, but yeah, Start a Riot's a no, good
2: one. What, no, what, What's Up Danger is pretty good, but yeah, I don't know. Start a Riot has a bit more energy to it.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, it definitely does. That movie is just so from soup to nuts, just such an amazing movie. Like, there's nothing wrong with that film, as far as I'm concerned. It I love amazing. that. I've rewatched it so many times. Okay, final wait.
2: question. We got two more years to wait till sequel. Ooh. Oh no, 2022 and maybe longer because of COVID.
0: But it's gonna be phenomenal, though.
2: It's gonna be amazing.
0: Yeah, I feel like though, because it's animation, a lot of it can be done at home, so you might find it we'd actually get it quicker than we thought.
2: Yeah. I think it depends on the, the studio's leniency on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Final question. What is something that most people learn only after it's too late?
2: Lessons in love.
0: Oh, okay. Can you elaborate a little bit?
2: Um, I mean, like... A lot of times, if you are so focused on yourself, than another person um, and the relationship does eventually deteriorate into you guys breaking up. You have Mm. a, a lot of time to reflect on things that you did, they did, and things that you could have done better, things that they could have done better. And, yeah, generally, it's already too late. That ship has sailed and you have to take those experiences on and use the lessons that you learned from that in your next relationship, whether it be romantic or platonic.
0: Yeah, pay it forward rather than try to fix what's behind you. Yeah. I suppose you could take that into life full stop, really. Just try to change the next time you do something, the next interaction you have with someone the next Thing you create rather than trying to change the thing behind you and change the past yeah
2: because I mean sometimes yeah. you do burn those bridges and there is no rebuilding sure. them so you just got to keep moving forward and not mm. do just do better
0: stop trying to fix something that's that's broken and actually start to build something new yeah, yeah that's it that's for sure awesome all right man well so we've got Super ready battle armor Instagram on the bottom, but where can everybody find um, visit of your comic, you know, digital copies, or that kind of stuff? And you know, plug anything else you want to so plug. We've got the Kickstarter in the description as well, so guys, click that. Easy, but yeah, um, where can so we find you
2: We got um, I'm on pretty much all of the socials, unfortunately. Um, they just destroy me. Um, and then we've got uh, half turn Productions website where you can grab my stuff. As well as Kieran's, um, we've got prints for both of our comics and stuff on there. Uh, yeah,
0: that's it. That's it. That's so
2: it's a uh, halftone productions.com.au. That's it, the... halftone
0: And that's you where, where you can get
2: Half-turn productions.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah got very good essay on it it's not hard find. That's, that's you can it. get all the Kieran stuff and obviously all of brad's um work as well guys stay tuned for all of that on uh brad's socials and obviously you guys have half, halftone productions on on instagram as well yeah i believe um yeah so socials
2: uh yeah. super yeah, rba team rba super ready battle armor if you google any of those or search in on any of the socials of your choice except for Tumblr because that place scares me. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll find us. Actually I think I do have a Tumblr, but I just never use it because yeah, the place is just it's dark and creepy.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like the deep breaches of Twitter. Yeah. Of Twitter as well. yeah, I understand that. Yeah. All right, but yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for coming on Making Lemonade. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me. Everywhere um, on on Instagram, Jordan Morpeth Art, Twitter, Jordan Morpeth, TikTok, Jordan can draw. Um, and my website has got all of the information, all the links, my, my shop and all that. And everything to do with the Lemonade Network and making lemonade at www.jordanmorpethart.com. It's right there. There we go. We've got it. You can follow us at the Lemonade Network on Instagram where you'll get all of the updates on everything that's going on with the Lemonade uh, Network Podcast Network. But if you want to see anything anything new going on, just go to my website, go to my shop. Everything's there as well. Thank you, Brad, so much for joining us today. Thanks for uh, having me, man. Thank you. I have been your host. This has been Making Lemonade. I've been your host, Jordan. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, stay weird. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to say Goodbye. Yes, it is that time of day. Oh, I'm really feeling the music today. (laughs) Don't forget. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget. Forget to love yourself. Don't forget That I love you too It's been a funny year It's been a year That's for sure But you know The best form of love That's right The best the best form of love Is the one that comes from inside Yes yeah. You know, I'm talking about the love in your heart. Oh, oh.
1: That's right, the, the love, the love, the love, the love, the love, the love,
0: in your heart. <laughs> but seriously, guys, <laughs> oh, I took that really far. I could have kept going. Seriously, guys, though, thank you so much for watching. I really do appreciate every single last one of you who listens and watches every week, or on the reg, or on the casual. I don't care how you listen. I just, I just wanted to let you know. Also, that you are, you are a good person. Um, please, please make sure to take care of yourself. Please look after yourself. I know it's been a weird, 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 weird year. I know it's been difficult difficult for everybody it hasn't been easy for anybody this year if you live on the planet earth it has been a difficult year Um, and I know that a lot of you out there are struggling with mental health issues maybe physical issues Uh, you might be autoimmune compromised or something like that I just wanted to let you know that you are a good person you are deserve of love and care and be kind to yourself love yourself because although the, the gospel priest was over the top he was right the best love you can give yourself comes from inside so love yourself first give yourself compassion first you cannot be compassionate without being first compassionate towards yourself you wouldn't know how to be compassionate without first being compassionate towards yourself. So, ladies and gentlemen, look after yourself. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Don't forget we have a patron. We have a Patreon. You probably heard at the start. It's a little ad we do. Patreon.com forward slash The Lemonade Network. Throw us a couple dollars if you've got it. If you don't, don't stress. Don't worry about it. Been a financially difficult year for me too. I'm not afraid to admit that. You can find me on TikTok, Jordan Can Draw, Jordan Morpathart on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Jordan Morpathart. You can find me on YouTube. Look up Jordan Morpathart or Making Lemonade, of course. Um, we have, we have. Products. we have stuff like that With www.journalmorewithart.com is where you can find all of my stuff everything the lemonade stand that is our mothership that is our homepage ladies and gentlemen seriously 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 I'm, I'm parched <laughs> seriously look after yourselves take care of yourselves this outro is starting to feel a little bit self-indulgent but it's not I'm, I want to make sure that you all know that I love you I care about you. Not just because you support me, but because you're a human being. Simply. It's because you're alive. Life is important. Especially yours. So take time to take care of yourself. Have a bath. This has been Making Lemonade. I've been your host, Jordan. And as always, stay weird.
1: All the world is listening Now all it takes to let you in I'm falling through nothing I'm losing my time That darkness is coming It's all that heavy weather My chest again Will I ever back into heavy weather, the progress and the pain. Tell you that you won't, then they won't you get up again. The world won't be the same. No matter where you go, you're gonna get heavy weather. Uh, Amber lights don't give me nothing, not enough to be moving, I Heavy weather in my chest again Will I ever see a change? Champion tester Do it on your own and you're gonna get better The touch of a feather Can knock you off your throne back into heavy weather The progress and the pain Tell you that you won't then they watch you get up again The world won't beat her I'm feeling like nothing I wasted my time A darkness is coming It's all that heavy weather in my chest again Will I ever see a change? Champion tester Do it on your own and you're gonna get better The touch of a feather you're thrown back into heavy weather The promise is pain. Tell you that you won't and Then they watch you get up Again the world will be the same No matter where you go You're gonna get heavy weather